You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jennifer Samard. I'm Rob Russo. I'm Jamie Dumont. And this is The Fabulous Invalid. Funky town. The Staircase. Has anyone seen The Staircase? No. Based on the, mur- the, mur- the murder about, on oh, Netflix. about the staircase murder. It's the, about this, yeah, yeah. About a, the woman who falls down a flight of Her stairs or is pushed down a flight of what, stairs. Yeah. Oh, I don't know the story at all. Yeah. The husband, they're married many, many years. It comes out that the mm-hmm. husband's bisexual and communicated yeah. with male prostitutes. There's all, it, it, and it gets, and, and, and then it gets crazy, right? Then yeah. it, and it's, Nine or twelve or thirteen parts. I think it's actually thirteen parts. It's long. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So I, I'm a little late to the party on this because I think it's been out for a while. Oh yeah, they talk about it on my favorite murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, mm-hmm. I specifically didn't listen to that episode yet oh, because oh. I was like, oh, there's a whole episode devoted. Devoted. I have to listen. Right. I got to watch this. Well, I don't, and then I know they talk about this documentary. Like they're, they're of course because Georgia and Karen are nuts about it. They love. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go back and actually, when I, yeah. I, you know, I stopped listening to podcasts when we got really into this. Really? It was, yeah, it was, it was too tough. It's too That's hard. It's okay. So I'm starting now. Back good, good. Listening. Okay, anyway. Um, that's not what we wanted to talk about, although don't be shocked if I use it. <laughs> all right, I won't, I won't. Um, all right, so Rob, Jennifer, what's going on? Oh, my. Well, we are in the thick of the fall season. I have to say, I can't believe how packed my theater-going schedule is this month. But we also, at this point, kind of have a sense of the season as a whole. And one thing that is really sticking out to me is that as of today, there's only one musical revival planned for the entire season, and that's Roundabout Theater Company's uh, Kiss Me Kate this spring. Um, And I can't remember a season in recent memory where there have been so few and or only one musical revival. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, if there aren't three, they can't have a category, correct? That That's right, yeah. I think it takes three in order to have a musical revival Tony Award category. Um, Do you think there'll be some surprise announcements coming soon? I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I mean, there are two big um, productions off-Broadway right now of musicals, musical revivals, that are both getting a lot of buzz. Um, the Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish, which mm-hmm. is at the um, National Jewish Museum, I'm not going to get the name right, downtown, 
um, which has just been so critically praised and I think is even sold out. They keep extending it. Gonna... I was going to say Folksbina. The Folksbina is, is the company, right, yeah. And then there's an outrageously fantastic production of o Oklahoma oh that's God. at St. Anne's Warehouse right it's now. unbelievable. Also sold out. And both of those are like the hottest tickets and such praised productions. So those are, you know, two that, and they're already in New York, so those are two that, you know, perhaps could make the leap. I don't know. There know. was that Camelot in D.C. that was, was getting that a lot Camelot of buzz. I, mean, I don't know what happened there. So no, there's, there's, is, sorry, Rob. So, yeah, no, the, so much of it is real estate. Right. So much real right. estate's been claimed already. Right. Well, there's, yeah, thing. and this is, again, we talk about this all the time, Rob yeah. and I, the, the only available theaters are ones that would be if a show closes at the moment, right? Right, and, everything is And maybe for. the court, like, that has a limited engagement with, right. with um, I don't, can't remember his name. The new one, Mike Birbiglia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One-man show. Yeah. So, so something's got to give before. Right. And that won't happen until January. Right. I mean, they would announce presumably. Right. But yeah, one would. I mean, game. what all this makes me think of though is, you know, I I sort of came of age in the 1990s where every season there was a marquee Broadway revival of a Golden mm -hmm. Age musical, whether it was Guys and Dolls or Damn Yankees or Any Get Your Gun or Kiss Me Kate. Every season there was some reimagining or you know major revival. And that's sort of what I grew up thinking of Broadway is, you know, there's new musicals, of course, and there's new plays, but also every season there was a, was a big revival. And that doesn't seem to be what's really happening anymore. I mean, the last big one, I think, in my mind, was, was Hello, Dolly, in terms of, you know, being a, an event. Um, a juggernaut. A juggernaut, yeah. You know, because it, it seems like in the 90s, all those revivals, they were an event of the season. Um, and I'm wondering if, if it's producers not having the appetite for it, or maybe it's audiences not wanting revivals anymore. I mean, one thing about Broadway that's so, so interesting is that it really is, it's just a free market, right? It's who has the money and who has the theater. That's the show that gets produced. There's no artistic director of Broadway. There's no one sitting down in a room creating a season. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Well, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that <laughs> Let's just be honest about that. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it would be quite interesting, yeah. yeah. But also, I, isn't it, Related to the fact that there's so many new plays right now, there seems to be a real interest in, in new plays. It, it, it seems to be that they're, they're successful in ways that mm -hmm. they haven't been in seasons past. Well, this season is certainly shaping up. In regards to the Times article that was out today and what the producer Richie Jackson said, so much of what makes art relevant with new shows is that they're a commentary on the times mm. that we're in, right? And mm -hmm. so that's a little hard in a revival. Sometimes sure. it can be, uh, it can cross over. For example, the play I'm most excited about this fall is Network. If you go back and watch the film, it holds up. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably so yeah. for a film that was released in the 70s to what we're currently going through, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Plus, I love Brian Cranston yeah. in an abnormal. It's great. Way. I saw it at the National. <laughs> it's it's uh, it it's it, it delivers. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Has been a quorum. We have decided. Is it quorum? Is that the right word? No, oh, well, no offense, Jen, but do you always do you, do you realize that I always look to Rob when I don't know anything because I just assume oh, he's an encyclopedia. It's, it's the patriarchy, boo. I'm used to it. <laughs> oh my god. No. <laughs> um, did okay. you do your 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 active activism today? Your daily dose of activism. I'm the lazy activist is what I am. No, I didn't do it. I I, I will. I'll do tweet something or I'll mm -hmm. sign something. 
Um, so wait, there has been a quorum, yeah. and we have decided that we are going to repent for our sins. What did we call it? Well, so I was listening Jamie. to yeah. I was listening to um, the My Favorite Murder podcast the other day, like we all do, right? Georgia and Karen, hi you guys, because <laughs> they're listening, so I'm saying hi. Um, but they have this uh, great thing that I think they call it Correction Corner, which um, we I'm not going we we shouldn't steal their their title, but it's um I think it's important to make corrections when you misspeak, and we've realized a couple of mistakes that we've made in the podcast, and so. We're, we're, we're take two, maybe take, take two. two. I like but take two. two. I think um, two episodes ago, I was talking about Chuck Marone, and I didn't until I heard the podcast. The second I heard, it, I was like, "That's not what it's called. Is that what I said? Oh my goodness!" Um, he has something called Strong Towns, and I said Small Towns. Mm. Um, so it's Strong Towns. Thanks, Chuck Marone. No offense to two no. small towns. And you know what I yeah, thought was yeah. going to be your takeaway from that when you were on the show? I thought you were going to be upset with the fact that I edited out, so it almost made it sound like you were a conservative podcast lover. Oh, I was. I was. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I, I let no, it I know. Go. But I, I was worried that that would like. I was worried that we what we would end up doing in take two is uh. actually just reaffirming to the world that you are a hardcore liberal. Oh, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm a liberal, a progressive. I like the word progressive because I think the word liberal has been co-opted um, and made a dirty word. But so I can claim it and say liberal is a great word. But it's like the word progressive. Organic. Well, the thing I like to say, <laughs> the thing I like to say to the people who say conservative and liberals, like, and, the, and they say it in that way, I'm like, oh, so how would you feel? Why don't I start calling you a fascist then? Would you <laughs> like that? Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they mean it the same way. Um, but yeah, I definitely have socialist values for sure. If I was going to say what I think I mostly am, and um, I'm proud of that. All right, well, yeah. my, my sin to confess is, in a future episode, mm -hmm. I refer to the civil rights movement as the civil revolution, which I, I don't know, thought, I thought that sounded kind of bad. Like, just not bad, but ill-informed. Yeah. Well, but I did say in that episode that Chuck Marone was my one of my favorite conservatives, because I think in terms of dialogue with people of a different point of view, he has a lot of good ideas about you know, mixed use and how to build um, infrastructure. And, I, and I, I like that about him. Hey, every once in a while a conservative has a good idea. Well, that's right, so. you know, because we're all like people. <laughs> Turns way. out. Turns, Turns out. out we're not labels. Mm -hmm. Rob, Rob is turning white right now. No, not at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what my sin has been. Other Nothing than laughing. Perfect, I laugh all the time. So that's, my, that's my vocal Well, you tech. chew really loudly. You eat that crisp. Yes, I'm also a loud chewer. I you apologize. Know what? Let's blame Leslie. She's not here. She's doing everything wrong. No, I think Leslie. <laughs> she hasn't even doing. showed up. Worst a, attendance. A, she's invisible. <laughs> no, I think Leslie's doing everything wrong. And I, if, if it makes it in that I said fuck Leslie, I take it back. Because Leslie Christie, you know I love you. She'd love it. Yeah. That's the thing. Should we all say it together? Yeah. Fuck Leslie. Let's do that again. Fuck Leslie. On this week's show, we chat with legendary theater photographer Joan Marcus. We all love Joan so much that we went right into talking, neglecting to properly introduce her, which we eventually get around to. <laughs> I can't tell you how many, I mean, since I was a child, I know. <laughs> your name has been on every, every photo. Every on the picture. Every photo that I've seen, you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's so cool to... Actually, it's so weird to have that history. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
Because you don't realize there's a history. I mean, does that kind of make sense? But there is. Mm -hmm. And finally, yeah. I kind of like realized it and kind of embraced it. Right. Yeah, it's one great. day you wake up and you're like, I have a body of work. You have right. a body of work. Right. And you never set out, you know, right. like it's not like I ever set out to do that. Right. It chooses you in a way, you know? It did. Yeah. It, like, it's so weird because, like, so many people I know, you know, and I get calls all the time from people. I like theater, I like photography, I want to do what you do. Jamie, uh, Jamie. just a oh, wow. oh, you don't mess around. That looks so <laughs> good. That's no, but it looks gorgeous. But it looks good, like yeah. it's going to be good. It's it looks it like it's going to be right? good. Yeah. So you've given up food totally. Wait, you want, not, she wanted cream, right, or milk? Oh, here yeah, it is. It's oh, here. it's in, it's I'm here. sorry. Pour the milk before the You've given up, like, being a, a food person want a cup of coffee professionally, now. temporarily. Correct. I am no longer food in the food and beverage industry okay. as of today. As you pour this coffee. As, as I pour this coffee. <laughs> and as I spent six hours yeah. making food for you all for, yesterday. Yeah. For dinner. Yeah. <laughs> for like snacks and Correct. stuff like that. But no, no, I, I, I sold my, I sold my soul yeah. <laughs> away from the food and beverage industry. So I'm doing this now, even though this does not pay anything. But it's like fun. But you're having a good time, and that's good. And we're maybe getting it, there. And maybe it'll make it'll do something. Maybe it'll end up. Hey, this is what I. How does it? How does that work? Like, how do you make a? You well, you, when you get to a certain level of downloads, yeah. then there's the there's sponsorship and commercial opportunities, and those the, that financial. Oh, that, that grows yeah. with the number of downloads. Yeah. So there's metrics for every hundred downloads is worth a certain dollar amount. So I should be downloading. Oh, I yes. mean, totally. To help yeah, I'd love it like, if you would subscribe like, and download. Subscribe and, yeah, and, okay. you don't have to listen. You yeah. can delete it. But, <laughs> no, I'll listen too. Um, I've listened. But and then the other thing is that where people where people actually and that I think is just enough money yeah. to keep the show going. Yeah. Where you make money is when you do like live performances and tours. Life up. On the wicked stage ain't ever what a girl supposes. Stage door Johnnies aren't raging over you with gems and roses. If some gentleman would talk with reason, I would cancel all next season. Life up. On the wicked stage ain't nothing for a girl. What I want to know is how did you choose those photos mm. for your website? You know, it's, they're just ones that I like. I mean, most of them. Some of them have never seen the light of day. And, um, and some of them actually have seen, a lot of them have seen the light of day. But um, but they're the ones they're ones I like, and then um, you know I mean part of it is you know what do people want to see? I mean they want to see famous people I mean, for sure. Um, but you know I'm like right now like in a weird like in a funny position because I, I kind of can't look for work. <laughs> I mean doing what I do because like people either they want to hire me or they don't, you know, and so. That's fine at this, you know, at this point, you know, it gives me like a little bit more energy to, let's say, maybe go in a different direction or something like that. But do you know what I mean? But it's like, but how, how I don't know, you just pick them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you pick, 
I mean, there. Are you recording now, or is this we are? Should okay. we should we yeah. stop? Should we do yeah. a little intro? Yeah, yeah, and then and then because that you're actually you're touching on something else I want to ask you. So so shut up. Okay. And we're just so eager to talk to you. I am actually really excited. So glad. You're the first person I asked to be on the show. Really? Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back really? in August or whenever yeah, when I... Yeah, when you were, like, getting your website. When I was getting... Incidentally, your website's lovely. Oh, you like it, I right? really... Whoever designed it... Yeah, we hired someone, ...is really yeah. nice, and they're really nice, and your Liza Nelson, and she's really fucking genius. They're yeah. she's, fun. Yeah. I mean, the photos of you guys are really fun, and, and the, I love the color, and... It's, you know, the primary colors, and I think it's just fun, you know? Okay. It's, like, fun. Thank you. I, you know, actually, I wanted to ask you this um, about the website photos. Yeah. So we used a lot of your photos, yeah. like, mostly your photos yeah. <laughs> and Martha Swope's, and um, we used some Matt Murphy. Matthew Murphy was lovely yeah. and gave us a couple, and Paul Kolnick gave yeah. us one. Um, and he was lovely. My question is, though, when you saw the website and you saw that some of your photos were altered, did you have any reaction to it? They weren't altered, but they were, like, extracted. No. I mean, the truth of the matter is that's been the history of my career. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like um, they're always altered. I mean, and so I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, New York Magazine, I mean, think about it. It's like now they show photos, but... There's a period where, you know, it was always an illustration of the photo, or it was an illustration collage of your photos. The New Yorker always, you know, kind of uses the photos. I mean, that that's one thing I so when they no problem with that. When they do an illustration of your photo, do you still get credit for it? Do they still give you a photography credit? Sometimes. I mean, the, the New Yorker, and I don't know about, I can't remember about the New Yorker, because that's been a while, but... New York Magazine, you know, always was like based on illustration. It was from photo John Marcus or whoever. So yeah. yeah, and they do. New York Magazine does a version of what we did on our website on the back page, right? Well, they'll take yeah. they'll take an image and they'll it'll have four people in it, and they'll just take one of the people or their legs or their half yeah. their face, or like which is what which yeah. is what Liza did on our website. She like yeah. extracted things and. I mean, as long as it's kind of not like artwork for sale. You know, whereas, because yeah. every, all the illustrations of my work that, like, I've seen, except for the occasional when people have to police, like, um, you know, the Wicked Calendar that someone's, like, making, or the Hamilton phone jacket, you know, of, you know, a photo, um, <clears throat> where there's a copyright infringement. And, you know, because it's theater and there's so many unions, it's very complicated as to what can and can't be done with images, and especially in a commercial way, because they know, but they don't have the rights to use them in that way. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We should actually stop yeah. okay. and really introduce pretend like we haven't been talking with okay. you for 20 minutes. Okay. So when we introduce you, act all okay. like, wow, okay. great to be here. No, you, I mean, you, you, you do you. Well, I am thrilled to announce today's guest. Uh, she has a list of credits too long to list, and that is because she's photographed over 500 Broadway, off-Broadway, and regional shows over the last 32 years. You've probably heard of some of them. M. Butterfly, Crazy For You, Rent, The Lion King, Phantom of the Opera, all the way up to Mean Girls. Please join us in welcoming Tony Award winner and fellow George Washington University alumna, Joan Marcus. Hi, Joan. Hi. Joan. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me here. Oh, yeah. You guys Thrilled both went to the same, Rob and Joan went to the same college. Yes. Yes. <laughs> University, sorry. University, yeah. that's, right. that's right. Is there a mascot? Is it like go? It's the Colonial. The Colonials. And then informally, oh. there's a hippo. There's a hip, there is? That, that's a newer thing, I think. Oh, yeah. that wasn't, that not was not there, there yeah. when I was there. <laughs> I think that started in the yeah. 90s, yeah. I love it. The GW hippos? Hippo, yeah. Well, it's not the hippos, we're the colonials, but there's a hippo uh, statue on campus that is supposed to be good luck. Where? That's a confused um, person. Right in front of Lisner Auditorium. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Check it out that. next time you're there. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, John, because I think you've photographed me at least five times. I, I know I have. Just, like, I feel like... And I think back for the last 25 years, you're always there. You know, you it's just, kind of incredible. It's <laughs> really been amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. Just your body of work. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, I was thinking, as we you know, sort of mentioned before we got started, um, my entire life, it feels like. Every time I look at a production photo, a photo there's the little copyright symbol yeah. and John Marcus. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've become sort of the photographer of Broadway. Um, how does that feel? Ooh. <laughs> um, how does that feel? It's kind of amazing, actually. It feels kind of, because I never planned it to be mm. that, you know? It just kind of was like an evolutionary kind of thing with like being at the right place at the right time, working hard, kind of having my kind of learning years outside of Washington in a way, I mean, outside of New York in a way in Washington, and then coming to New York and I mean, it's, it just kind of happened, and I kind of worked really hard, and now I can kind of, I look back on it, and it's like kind of amazing and weird at the same time, because it's, I'm old. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, you're kind of old. It happens fast. And it happens fast. It happens, it does. Suddenly. It happens suddenly, it happens. When you're not You've, looking. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it, it, it's weird. 500 shows have gone by. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. a strange question. Sure. Um, when you've photographed uh, shows, for example, I've seen you out in the audience where people sit, for, you know, in the house, as we call it, and sometimes you're up on a ladder or up on the armrest. And have you ever gotten hurt when you? No. Oh, well, actually, but not from a ladder. I mean, and I've never actually really gotten hurt, but I've gone down, you know, on where like there's you've fallen. Been, I've fallen, you know, where there's been like a a cord or like I had a box to stand on and I forgot it was there and I ran down the thing and I went down. But I actually, no, I've never been hurt. 
which mm -hmm. is kind of surprising, Knock on actually. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know so if far. our listeners know that. It's not just a stagnant thing where you're standing there. To see the levels and heights you have to yeah. get to to get the shot. Well, it's also, cool. it's, it all depends on where you're shooting. Mm -hmm. You know, like what stage you're shooting at, what mm -hmm. theater, how high the stage is, what it is you're shooting. Walk us through what it, you know, when you shoot a show, you're not just standing in the back of the theater, obviously. But what is what is what does shooting a show look like? What does that entail? Um, it's, it's funny. It's changed over the years, in a way. It used to be... Um, when I first started shooting, I shot film, you know, and that was a really different um, beast than shooting digital because film, you know, was very limiting in what you could and you couldn't do because it was slow, you know, it wasn't like the speed you can get with shooting with the digital cameras now and they're really high quality sensors or you can shoot in really low light and get really good usable pictures. But in the days of film, there was a really bad film, EPJ, which was like a 32, a 320 ASA. And if you um, pushed it to 640, anybody who knows with the photography, they'll know what that is. But you know, you would lose all your high, your low ends and your high ends. So, you're, and you'd lose all your middle tones. You'd have no middle tones. So you had very contrasty pictures. Had to use a tripod. You, um, you know, had to clunk around so that they would be sharp, because you couldn't shoot, you know, dance or with the speed that you shoot now. I don't know, you know, with like your shutter speeds and stuff like that. So that was like a very different beast. Because of that, okay, you you had like more opportunities to shoot, you know. So there were always like run-throughs, and then there were setup calls. And, but it was much, they were much, and they were also much more important than they are now because that was what people saw of theater. That was it. Like there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, there were no cell phones, you know, and if you had a camera, you had to have your film processed. And most people didn't do that. And then there was like, you put them in your drawer or you showed them to your friends, but there was no outlet for it. Now there's a lot of outlet for everything. So the production pictures aren't nearly as important as they once were. Production pictures are always taken now, but they're not necessarily the key images anymore, or they're not necessarily what people see because, you know, it'll be, you know, actors' Instagram pages or, like, what goes on backstage or, you know, intermission at, you know, on Saturday at, you know, Hello Dolly or whatever, and so there's so many more images out there now that the, it's changed radically in terms of the priorities for production pictures. A big thing that's happened now is because of digital, like retouching used to be like with film really hard because to do really good retouching, it was really expensive, like in a major way, like thousands of, do thousands of dollars you know, to do really good retouching. But now, you know, it's like you have the legs from one picture, you, the head of someone from another picture, mm -hmm. you know, whereas like a lot of pictures would get, th really good pictures would get thrown out. I mean, and maybe this isn't so truthful, but like you have a series of pictures where one person looks good in one, one person looks is grimacing in another one. Now you have the ability to change that and kind of make 
I mean, in a way, better pictures, I mean, for what they are. Are they honest? Probably. You could argue and say no. Well, but, as an artist, how do not, you feel about that? It's what I, it's, 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 it's what production photography is. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's what production photography is. It's truth, but not the total truth. You know, like if someone's mm -hmm. fat, you know, they don't want to be fat, you're going to thin them down a little bit. Or, you know, if someone's old and, or the lighting isn't flattering, you'll make it better. And so it's, this isn't like journalism, this isn't, this is sales and marketing for a show. I mean, many shows that I photograph that I don't feel translate to visually to what it, it really, you know, what it is. Well, does that make sense? It does. I, I wonder if it's a way you know? to say that maintaining some of the mystery can right. be important. If, in other it, words, yeah, the way it used to be, there was more excitement. Like, remember when Sound of Music would come out once a year? Or, right. or The Wizard of Oz, it was a once a year event. And when you're talking about the way things used to be photographed, you would wait for the production photos to come out as opposed to this online instant gratification. You see everything. You see you, everything. You see everything, you know, so. immediately. And I mean, what I always find for me, what's funny is, like, I can't do anything with my pictures. Do you know what I mean? It's like my pictures that get released, and I honor this always, is the ones that are approved by the producers, the designers, the actors. You know, I don't release. I mean, on my portfolio, like you asked, I do have pictures that maybe aren't the approved pictures, but that's a different thing because they're not promoting the show, they're promoting me. And even then when I do it, I'm very careful about, you know, someone who's sensitive about, like, their nose or their weight or whatever. Now you just see everything so fast, mm -hmm. you know? It's like... There's no mystery there's anymore. There's no mystery anymore. So it really... Mm -hmm you know, puts the pictures, you know. At a disadvantage. At a disadvantage. I think right. Scott Rudin's really good at maintaining mystery in shows. Oh, I think he's a master at it. He's, I, it's I, very, like, yeah. I release one picture. Yeah. So smart. Less is more sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, well, I think there's an old school, I think he comes from an old school um, philosophy, and I think there's real value in that. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I think the world is spinning fast, and I think there's it, it's okay to slow down. To exercise slow. restraint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and one of the key tools of the theater, one of the weapons that it has, is surprise. Mm -hmm. And as you were just saying, you know, if you give away a sight gag and a photo, then when it happens, it's not going to be funny because the audience already knows right. that that's a sight gag. Or you know, if there's a set piece that's supposed to wow the audience, they see it in a photo, then they're waiting for it. They're waiting for it, right? And or they may not be. Context matters too. Of course, yeah. Do you know when you've gotten the shot, or do you? have to look at it in post and it's or is it both has it it's, Heather, it's, it's, it's a combination, both. combination of both like there first of all like how good a show is it's no reflection on how good your pictures are like mm -hmm. sometimes the best shows have terrible pictures and sometimes bad shows are the most fun to shoot you know i mean there's just something about them that you know it's mm -hmm. like whatever you know but but you kind of know like you kind of know when it's working, but the best is when you get like a jewel, you know, like when you get something that, and oftentimes you never see them because, you know, it, it, it's a moment that's given away or somebody didn't approve it, but, um, but it, it's, it's, re and you, it's really nice when you get the, Oh, I would surprises. love. A, I would love a book someday of your gem shots that maybe surprises. we haven't seen. I mean, it's it's so it's it's a lot of fun. it's fun and it's fun to do it, 
and it's it's challenging and sometimes it's frustrating. Okay, I have to okay. ask because okay. because we can't have you sit here and okay. not ask what is your favorite shot that you've done? Do you have a favorite? Um yeah, I, I guess it's my Angels in America picture that I took, um, just because... Which I borrowed. It just happened. You know, it was like one of those things that it was like the end of it, you know, a shoot that like, and it was like rush, 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 and then it ended up happening. And then the show and the picture, it just was like, for me, probably the most mm -hmm. significant. Is that your most to... famous shot, the one you, that... That has gotten the most attention. That that got okay. The the shows that got the most attention since I've been working were um, Angels in America, Lion King, Rent, Hamilton. And the specific images that it's the angel above um, above prior prior. Yeah. And then the Lion King, I would assume, is the animals walking. I don't know what kind of animal. I'll get, I'll get in trouble the for giraffes. this. Giraffes. The giraffes walking. Yeah. Sorry. But actually, the one that was like at the time that was like the most popular one was Rafiki mm -hmm. with the gazelles uh, oh, jumping right. in the sun. Right, right. And then the rent is, I, I would assume, Lovey Boam, yeah. right? Everybody. And not Wicked? Wicked. Oh, yeah. wicked. oh, did you say Wicked? Oh, sorry. At the sorry. Wicked, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wicked and that would be the two, the, 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 yeah. two, the two ladies. <laughs> wow. What's been your most difficult shoot? Or of those images, which was the hardest one to capture? Um, let's see. Um, I mean, this is, it wasn't the most difficult, but it was difficult in that it was like, you wanted it to, like Lion King was difficult in a way because there was so much going on and it's so beautiful that um, you really wanted to catch, you know, to like, it was like pressure because you wanted to catch, you know, you wanted to really do it justice, you know, and because it was so visually like stunning. So in that way, that one was really hard. Was there a show way back when that did it for you, that, that show that made you want to work in the theater? It could be anything when you were a kid, it could be your first Broadway okay. show. My first Broadway show, okay, was Funny Girl. Wow. It was my first trip to New York with my parents when we were, my sister and I were little, and we went to see Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand, we stayed at the New York Hilton, and we went to the Ed Sullivan Show, and we saw the Supremes. Oh my, what a trip. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> okay? What did they sing? They sang Baby Love, okay? And they were wearing, if you saw Motown, okay, the pink dresses, you know those pink dresses, you know the... I know I say that a lot. I'm obsessed yes, about a lot of things. Yeah. But I am truly, truly over the moon for the Supremes. I know you have to go. No, so. no, no. I'm fine. I just have to be there at 3.30. So okay. I'm fine. Um, okay. uh, so anyway, Funny Girl, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Hilton. Hilton. We ate, it. we ate it. 
Um, and what was what it what was the experience of Funny Girl? I, the experience this, of Funny Girl. It was truthfully, I don't even remember it. Okay, but I knew we were doing something very special. You know, I was little. I mean, I was, you know, probably eight. You know, but but I knew it was very special. And the Supremes. I mean, I knew Ed Sullivan was really special. Joan Marcus is a 2014 Tony winner. Now you may be wondering, wait, I didn't realize photographers can win a Tony award. Well, the specific honor she received is the Tony Honor for Excellence in the Theater. In addition to the competitive categories you're used to for acting, writing, design, and direction, the Tony Awards Administration Committee also awards several varieties of special honors to deserving individuals or institutions. You may not be as familiar with them, and that's because most, if not all, are given out before the annual telecast or else during commercial breaks. Every year since 1976, the Tonys have honored a regional theater with an award. The Isabel Stevenson Tony Award is presented to a member of the theater community who has made a substantial contribution of volunteered time and effort on behalf of one or more humanitarian, social service, or charitable organizations. In 2015, the Tony Awards and Carnegie Mellon University partnered to create the Excellence in Theater Education Award, which honors a K-12 theater educator in the United States, recognizing the vital role that theater teachers play in creating the next generation of industry professionals and audience members. This year's recipient was Melody Hertzfeld from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Perhaps the most well-known special Tony is the Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement in the Theater, which was given to Cheetah Rivera and Andrew Lord Weber in 2018. The committee also has the leeway to award what is simply called a Special Tony Award, which they use from time to time to recognize extraordinary contributions to a particular season. This year's recipients were John Leguizamo and Bruce Springsteen, both of whom had one-man shows on Broadway. But back to Joan's award. The Tony Honor for Excellence in the Theater was created in 1990 with the very specific aim of having a way to recognize the achievements of individuals and organizations that are not, that are not otherwise eligible to be nominated in any of the regular competitive categories and tend to make their contributions over many years and many seasons. These are the types of creative industry professionals, like Joan, who labor behind the scenes to make Broadway work, but so often don't get the credit they deserve. The award can also be presented to institutions and organizations, like Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, the National Endowment for the Arts, and the BMI Lehman Angle Musical Theater Workshop. Awards have gone to such varied industry professionals as wig and hairstylist Paul Huntley, animal trainer Will Berloni, and costume beater Bessie Nelson. One notable awardee is Broadway press agent Adrian Brian Brown, who received the honor in 2015. I point that out because he just so happens to be married to Joan Marcus, who beat him to the honor by one year. Joan is one of three photographers to be recognized since 1990. Legendary dance and theater photographer Martha Swope, who documented over 800 productions in her lifetime, was the first in 2004. Joan followed in 2014, and just this year, New York Times culture photographer Sarah Krolwich received the honor. Theater is an intensely visual art form, and it's also ephemeral. And so it makes sense that these three giants of photography would be recognized for the essential role that they have played in capturing history. Rob here, 
That's our show. Thanks for listening. The Fabulous Invalid is a production of O&M Etc. and The Fabulous Invalid LLC. Our theme music is by Lucky Chops, who are currently on tour, so check out their website, luckychops.com, for info and dates. Today's episode was edited and engineered by Aaron Kaufman. Find us online at thefabulousinvalid.com and on social media at Fabulous Invalid. And listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, and our website. And be sure to tune in next Wednesday. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.